Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McGregor versus Poirier 3. It's all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit, withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's a McGregor versus Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and now part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony, and today is Friday, July 2nd, where we are hopefully just a couple days away, hopefully a couple days away from finding out who's going to be the next head coach of the Orlando Magic. What's up, Al? What's going on? What's up? So in today's episode, we're going to talk about more on the head coach um, search um, really want to get into talks about Penny Hardaway. But before we get all into that, we got some exciting news, man. We just released or launched our brand new website, OrlandoMagicHQ.com. Al, for those that don't know, tell them what it is. Yeah, man. So it's exciting. We, we've been planning this for a little while now. It's been a really a goal of ours to bring more content to Magic fans besides just the posts that we do on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we wanted to add to that um, some articles as well, original content that we can do. Um, I know people love that. People love hearing our podcast, but also just now they also get to share um, a little more, a little more content with us. So starting actually June 30th. So yesterday we kicked off the website. Um, so from now on, guys, one of you want to catch up on our podcast, our YouTube channel and read our original content. It's going to be all in one place for you guys. Again, so OrlandoMagicHQ.com. Um, and man, you're, you're the you're the OG of all this. You started this page many years ago as the uh, Orlando Magic Rumors. Uh, so I know for you, it meant a lot to, to see the growth that we've had. Um, so for those listeners that don't know the background of how things started, can you kind of walk us through how it all became what we are today? 
Orlando Magic rumors. Man, I mean, it makes me feel like a like a celebrity blogger. <laughs> nah, man. So, um, man, I've been I've been posting uh, Orlando Magic news and updates for like, man, it's been about 11 years now. So a really long time. Initially started on Facebook and Facebook started fizzing out a little bit, transitioned over to Instagram. And, you know, I, I feel like people were more engaged um, on that platform. But initially, man, in the beginning, it was really hard to find Orlando Magic content, like really, really hard. The only way that you were able to do it. And if if you like relate to anything i'm about to say then you're like a real og but it in order to get magic content i had to go on realgm.com had to go on hoopshype.com hoopsworld.com um i had to check out the the sports section on the orlando sentinel at a wait you know watching espn and praying and hoping that you know the the bar at the bottom will pop up something about the orlando magic there was no shams. There was no wash. There was no breaking news. Twitter wasn't even around like that. I mean, they were around, but it wasn't like crazy massive the way that it is now. So it was just really, really hard. And I thought to myself, like, man, if if I'm struggling to find Orlando Magic content, I know everyone else is as well. Um, and I was okay going on to these five, six, seven different sources to be able to find your Orlando Magic. But I figured, man, how how much more benefit would it be if there was just like a one-stop shop, like just one area where you're able to see, you know, everything at, at one time of all the latest and greatest. Um, back then, it was just so hard to find the content. Now it's it's obviously a lot easier. Um, but just to, just to think of the growth of, you know, simply just posting way back then and how hard everything was to find content to now us being able to have Orlando magic HQ.com where we have um, now writers that are, are writing articles. We have um, our YouTube channel that we're now starting to do some, some additional um, content. We have what the two reviews that we've done on Scotty Barnes and, and Kaminga um, and more things to come. So it's, it's exciting, man. It's super exciting. I'm, I'm happy out that you're doing it with me, man. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, I've always said to you, uh, I'm thankful that you welcomed me to the team, not only with a podcast idea way back when, but um, then we decided to make this a, a, a one brand. Let's do everything under the HQ brand. And uh, again, I'm amazed at what we were able to accomplish in, in such a short time. And again, more amazing things to come. Um, and want to just also welcome the new writers. We haven't done that officially on the page on the HQ Instagram page yet. Uh, on the website, you can see their content, but we have Jay. Uh, Luke and um, Mr. Patel, I, I lost his name, Kieran Patel, who also joined the team as writers uh, for Orlando Magic HQ. Again, thankful for those guys to join us. I know they're excited. We just had a quick meeting with them before we started recording tonight. Um, so again, just thank you to them for joining us and trusting us with our brand. And again, for those that are following us along on social media, listening to the podcast, again, check us out, orlandomagichq.com. We have some cool things planned out for down the road, some round tables and stuff like that. So we'll be sharing the content on social media. We're really, really excited. And I think you guys will like what we come up with. Yeah, man. More content on the way. And now commercial's over. Let's get into Magic Basketball. <laughs> all right. Um, so it was just reported not too long ago that Wes Unsealed Jr. has had his second interview with the Magic and has emerged as serious candidate for the Magic coaching job. There is so much of um, of needs, wants, concerns um, out in the Magic community. Uh, people are extremely opinionated on who they want. Um, and, 
you know, this was an article that was also released by Josh Robbins um, and Shams on The Athletic, where they kind of list the names of, you know, people that have been interviewed with the Orlando Magic at least once. And to my surprise, my belief, um, you know, Kenny Atkinson's name wasn't there. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But how do you feel about Wes Unsell? How do you feel about that name being potentially um, our future head coach? So did some research on him uh, a little while ago before we started recording. And so we know he's currently an assistant coach for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, one thing automatically that jumps at you is the fact that the Denver Nuggets have been a good team for the last few years. Um, yep. Then I realized he coached RJ Hampton and Gary Harris while he was in Denver. So he has some familiarity with some of the guys in our team. Um, and then he also coached as an assistant coach, um, the Magic, uh, under Jack Wong back in 2014. So he has some ties to the Magic. Um, as a coach, besides that, man, not very impressed. Again, I, I'm, I'll be lying to myself if I'm not saying that I don't know enough about him. I really don't. And that's the way we would feel about any assistant coach because, again, we really don't get to know them much other than the little interviews they do um, in the middle of games. Um, but it's not the name that I was hoping to hear as a finalist or as a second round interview. Again, maybe I'm not educated enough and he may be the best coach out there. I don't know. I'll, I'll trust the front office if they go with him over the other names that we like. But um, I don't know. My opinion, man, not the name that I wanted, but let me hear your thoughts. What do you think about him if he does become the magic coach? Eh, that's what I heard. That's what I felt when I heard um, that, you know, second interview. Eh, you know, it's not it's not a splashy name. It's not a name that gets you excited and hyped. When you heard Penny Hardaway was a serious candidate, whether you were for it or against it, you had some type of adrenaline. You were hyped about it one way or another. You either hyped that you were for it or you were hyped that you were absolutely not for it. Yeah, but it's still it's still a name. Now, to coach a team and to be successful. It's not about the name. It's about being able to get the right person for the job. And ultimately, that's that's what we want. We're not the ones in the interviews. We're not the one that's hearing the, the coaching philosophies. We're not any of that. We can't just go by the name. And I, I feel like I'm falling victim of that. Could it be yeah. a really good coach? Maybe. Are there concerns that he focuses you know, just on the defense? And we've already tried doing that already with how many different coaches? Um, that's a concern. I would like an offensive minded coach. I would like to think that, you know, whoever we decide to lead this team is, is, and, and he's not, he's not old. He's 45 years old. So he's still considered young, um, in that aspect, but I, I want, I want to be able to have a coach that goes out there and, and actually plays with the players and the same way that we heard about Penny the same way that we heard about Kenny. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if he does or doesn't. Um, but it's not a splashy name, so I'm I'm not crazy excited about it. I trust the front office that they're going to make the best decision and they're going to hire the best coach. I made that comment, you know, on, on social media, and someone blasted me saying, "How can you trust this front office?" I do, man. Leave me alone. I trust, <laughs> I, trust, I trust the front office to to do the right thing. They've they've won me over with this past trade deadline and putting us in a position uh, to be successful. And I think that you know they're they're going to steer. This shit the right way with the right coach. Hopefully yep. it's the coach that I want. Um, but who am I? 
And like you said, uh, for those that don't know, so he, again, he is an assistant coach for the Denver Nuggets, but he is in charge of defense. He's a defensive specialist right now for them. So that's my concern too. Uh, like we, I said on Twitter earlier this afternoon, my concern is we had, you know, uh, Frank Vogel. Then we had um, a, a, a long history of defensive coaches passed through the Orlando Magic. And my opinion is just, again, I want something different. I want a, a shakeup. I want something unique out of this coach that we hired this time because we've tried that approach. And unfortunately, we had one winning season under Clifford back in 2019. That's it. Everything else has been underperforming, under 500. So this whole defensive approach, I, I get it that defense wins championships. That's the saying. It's been said for the longest time. But in today's NBA, man, if you have a good offensive player, a good offensive team, you can be equally as successful in today's NBA. So, again, I think we've talked about it many, many times. Our name that we both like is Kenny Atkinson. I've been shocked. Honestly, I'm shocked that we're not hearing his name in this list of names that the Magic has supposedly interviewed so far. And I hope it's wrong because that's the only hope that I have left, that we end up finding a way to interview him and get him to Orlando. Um, but like you mentioned before, too, if that he's not the guy... I will trust our front office and say, hey, I'm trusting you guys did the proper research and the one you chose is the best man for the job. Yeah, and and just to put it out there, the other candidates that have been confirmed that have at least interviewed with the Magic once um, includes Suns assistant Willie Green, Spurs assistant Becky Hammond, Magic assistant coaches Corbin and Pat Delaney, and Steve Hetzel, and then... Um, Sometime this week, there we're also going to be interviewing Dallas Mavericks assistant uh, Jamal Mosley, um, who apparently is kind of upset that you know he wasn't given given an opportunity in Dallas. Um, there was a viral video that was going around of um, of Jamal when he was an assistant coach for I guess it was Cleveland, and LeBron was already playing for Miami, and everyone was trying to be all buddy buddy, and then he kind of you know threw some profanity at LeBron. So you know he, he seems like type of coach that that kind of has an edge to him so i mean if if we're looking at all right penny hardaway is out of the way all right we'll talk more about that in a little bit kenny atkinson there's no reports there there's been reports stating that you know he's a favorite but he hasn't been interviewed off of the coaches that i just read off right now so anyone that does jump off the page that you would want to say hey if it's not kenny if it's not penny then i'm okay with this coach it's got to be Becky Hammond, right? I know there's some conflicting reports out there right now. Something came out this week saying that the Spurs didn't have the best things to say about her uh, when she interviewed for the Blazers position. Not sure how much truth there is to that, so I'm not going to count on that. But from that list, that's the one name that I'm like, hey, I think that would be an interesting name to add to our team. She's shown that she wants to win. She's aggressive. She's all about winning. She's on, coming from a team that has success for many, many years on the co uh, coach Popovich. So that's the name that I like, but if it isn't her from that list, it'll probably be Willie Green just because Willie Green, um, we were talking about this off air. It's a guy who has been in golden States, uh, staff, which was an amazing team. And now he's actually coaching under, um, Monty Williams for the Suns and a team that's in the finals. So he's been around really, really good coaches. So I think he has some really good experience to add. And he's a young player that played in the NBA, a, a young coach that has played in the NBA. So that's a name that interests me. But again, uh, that's if I had to settle. 
Yeah, there's only one right answer. It's Kenny. It's Kenny Atkinson, man. Don't mess that up, right? We missed out on Penny. A lot of people didn't want Penny. I get it. Um, but Kenny Atkinson, man, that's the way to go. So now let's let's get into the whole Penny drama, all right? So Penny Hardaway interviewed for the Orlando Magic. There was a report that came out from Sham saying that he is a serious candidate. We interviewed him for almost four hours impressed the Orlando Magic. And then after days, I mean, how many days would you say? Maybe two, three days? Like a good amount of days that it was kind of what's going on? What's happening? Why haven't we heard anything new? There's been reports coming out of Memphis that um, if the Orlando Magic offers a job to Penny Hardaway, that he is a goner. Memphis were kind of freaking out a little bit that they're really might be getting into a point that they might lose Penny Hardaway. It started to feel a little more real as the days were going. The, the only thing that was missing is that report coming out from Shams, from Wash, that it's confirmed the Orlando Magic have hired Penny Hardaway to be their head coach. That did not happen at all. <laughs> all right. Penny Hardaway ended up going on Instagram and uh, pretty much saying in, in a minute video that his that one day he wants to be an NBA coach. How great would that be if it was with the Orlando Magic? And he loves Memphis. This is hometown, and he's staying home. Uh, what were your thoughts on, I guess, the whole fiasco of Penny Hardaway? Uh, a bit of a letdown, to be honest. I think on Super Sunday, yeah, man. It's disappointing. When we first found out about it, so let, let me take it back. So when we first knew that Coach Clifford was gone, the number one thing that crossed my mind was, what we all thought about Penny Hardaway kind of came to mind right away. The magic had to deal with it. The questions were being asked to Weltman about him. So there was already a, some sort of hype around that speculation of Penny coming to Orlando. So when we finally got confirmation from Shams, so a reliable source telling you he's interviewing for the job and he's a serious candidate. When I got that, that tweet, man, like it felt real, like it's going to happen. Like normally that tweet comes and then it's followed by a couple of days later with, the Magic have hired Penny Hardaway as a head coach. That's what we kind of expected. So it was disappointing to then a couple of days later hear that he's staying in Memphis. Um, why, man? Because again, just I get it. People are saying it would have been just a an, emo an emotional hire. It would have been more of a um, trying to bring back the past. And it, I get it. I get that nostalgia. part of it. Nostalgia. That's a perfect word, right? But in my opinion he would have been a great fit with our young roster. Like he would have fit in perfectly. He would have been a guy who can relate to these guys, can communicate as a former player who was an all-star, lived up in Orlando, was an amazing player in Orlando. Like it would have been, in my opinion, a great hire. Now, was he 100% ready for the job? Maybe not. But what do we have to lose? This is a perfect time, in my opinion. Now, we can get into this a little bit later, but what I think what really happened was that he didn't make it to the second round of interviews, which apparently started today. And instead of saying, hey, I didn't get the job, it's easier to just say, hey, I'm going to stay in Memphis. So I think that's my guess on what happened. But um, walk me through your kind of last couple of days since, since, since it was announced. How, how did you feel about the whole situation? So we don't know exactly the reason why, right? We're speculating. You know, it could be that we didn't offer them jobs. So he was trying to save face. Could be that. Could also be that he felt he wasn't ready yet. Let's just assume that he was the one that made the decision that 
I don't want to coach the NBA yet. I want to stay here and finish what I started. What if, and this is how I felt, what if he used the Orlando Magic to get whatever it is that he was trying to get out of Memphis? Memphis, they're, they're having issues right now. They're going to have sanctions. Uh, and whoever's the decision maker, I don't remember if it was the president or the AD that is, is on the way out. Uh, you know, out of nowhere, and this is the kind of the ironic part that makes me feel this way, is maybe less than 10, 15 minutes after he dropped that video, there was a report came out that Larry Brown was going to be the assistant coach for Memphis, like out of no, like immediately after. So it makes me wonder, were you fully committed to the interview process? You know, was this already in the works? Were you working both sides? To me, it feels as if he leveraged the possibility of him leaving Memphis that hasn't been good in a while, leaving Memphis to go coach your Orlando Magic. But if you decide to do this for me, do that for me, hire this person, then I'll consider staying. But if not, Shams is saying that I'm a serious candidate. Everyone is speculating that I'm leaving. There's a big, big chance that I might be gone. And I feel like he used that opportunity. I don't want to think that way. I don't want to think negative. Um, I really hope, like in my heart of hearts, I really, really hope that it was just he wasn't good enough to get past to the second interview. That's what I really hope happens. And I really hope that, you know, there's still an open line for the future. Go out and prove that, you know, you're a winner. Go out and prove that you can really make Memphis a, a really good program. And then if he decides, you know, hopefully it's within – you know, next four. What what's the average of us keeping a coach? Three, four years. Yeah, in recent years has been. Of, yeah, in recent years it's been like one and a half. Not, <laughs> not not long at all. So who knows? Maybe the timing will be more aligned. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So like you said, I hope that's not the case either. And and again, that like you mentioned, that it was the fact that he didn't make it to the next round. And again, that's what people do. You know, you don't get a job. You don't go up people telling people, okay, I didn't get the job. You simply tell people, oh, man, you know, I chose to not take it. I chose to walk away from the process. Um, So I hope that's what it was. But, you know, again, for a few days, it was really exciting. Um, And I think it would have been worse, though, if the Magic would have announced, hey, we've hired Kenny Atkinson, let's say. But Penny was still out there as a candidate. There would have been a few people that would have said, "Hey, it would have looked, it would have looked bad for Memphis." Yeah, but, but here's here's my here's my thing about that is we know that our front office we don't say nothing to nobody. We mm-hmm. mind our own business. We keep everything in house. Uh, they have a really really connected strong group that they know that we don't say nothing about nothing to no one. So then. It had that information had to come out from somebody. Yep. If it's not our front office, that only leaves Penny in in his camp. So why why release that information unless you want to use the magic as as leverage uh, to be able to get whatever you want in Memphis? That's that's the way I view it. I really hope I'm wrong. It makes sense. Now Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report that he. Some somehow he has intel on the Orlando Magic, which is great because we need the information. Um, but he reported that Kenny Atkinson and Terry Stotts are the favorites to land the Magic head coaching job. 
He also added that the Magic want a coach with prior head coaching experience. It's a little weird because with the athletic report, I didn't see Terry Sauce's name. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Kenny Atkinson's name. But somehow, you know, they're, they're favorites to land the Magic head coaching job. We already know how we feel about Kenny Atkinson. We want Kenny Atkinson. A majority, I want to say about like 90 to 95% of the Magic fan base want Kenny Atkinson. But yeah, I'm a little worried with Terry Stotts. What are your thoughts on, on that report? So the first thing I'll say is, if it is either one of those guys, um, I may be more okay than with any other assistant coach out there that is a defensive-minded assistant coach. Just because both of these guys are known for their offensive creativity, running efficient offenses. Um, so from that perspective, if we end up with one of these guys, I may be okay with it. Now, like you said, we know Kenny Atkinson is the one that we like in this podcast, hands down. We know that for sure. Um, but like you said, the reporting is kind of interesting. Now, what Shams may know, what um, may be reported, it's what the agents of these coaches have said. So have the Magic interviewed Stotts and Kenny already? Maybe. And their agents may just be really good. Like the Magic are asking them to be quiet and not report anything. Maybe they're respecting that and they're not saying anything. But I could, I could see a world where the Magic really want a coach to come in with prior coaching experience. This, you know, this roster is really, really young. They need structure. They need, they need leadership. So I could see that happen. But I could also see the other side of it saying, hey, let's take a shot on an on a assistant coach with potential that's young, that can lead these young guys and kind of relate to them more. So at this point, again, we're all speculating. We don't know what's going to happen. I hope this is true, though, and that they are really looking at this guy, these guys because they are the only ones that kind of bring offense first into the equation of what those names that we've mentioned before. Um, what about you? Do you see any of those two names, obviously, besides... The question maybe might be better asked. Do you think there's any truth to that reporting? I hope so. Uh, honestly, nobody else makes sense. Kenny Atkinson makes all the sense in the world. How that man still does not have a job, um, I'm 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 mind blown. I have no idea why this dude is not a head coach somewhere, especially with all these job openings. Um, we were kind of speculating, you know, maybe it was an interview because the Clippers are still in the playoffs, but yet, you know, Portland also hired Billups. He's an assistant coach also. So what's going on? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really hope that, you know, one, there's not a rush. It's more of, of the fan in me that's being impatient. I just want a decision to happen sooner rather than later so we can start focusing, you know, on other things like, I don't know, the draft. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really don't want stats. Kenny Atkinson's my number one on my list. You know, Becky intrigues me, but I'm scared a little bit with uh, the reports that came out of Portland um, saying that, you know, the Spurs didn't have really good things to say about her, which I find I find really surprising. Um, Willie Green, I I can see that as being a way that uh, a path that the Magic decide on um, with with their familiarity with uh, them being familiar with Willie Green and and him being really successful right now with Phoenix. So who knows? I, I just hope that something happens sooner rather than later because I go on vacation next week and I need to find out. Like, I need to have an answer before I get on that plane. 
I think I think you'll have an answer by then. Uh, I think that if 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 I could put money on this, I would say that by eh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, the latest, we have an answer on this. So I, I feel confident you might know. Uh, you want? Are you willing to bet a paycheck on it? Would you put a Would you put uh, a whole entire paycheck that Magic would hire a head coach for their franchise by Tuesday? See, I wouldn't go that far. I'll probably bet a hundred bucks. <laughs> hundred bucks? Right, that's not bad. That's a good. That's a good investment. They yeah. they have absolutely no rush, zero rush, and I almost feel as if the coaches at the Orlando Magic are looking at like no other team are looking at these people. So yeah, you know what's funny? But I get the sense. You know what's funny though? Like, so they're in no rush, right? You you would think, but at the same time, they should have all the rush in the world because man, the draft is fast approaching. And you would want to think that they want to have this coach in place to be there for interviews with players, watch him work out, and most importantly, build the assistant coaches as well. Because we're playing here and talking about the draft and this. Summer league is in a month. So you got to have a team assembled to go coach those guys in summer league. So there's a lot going on over the next month and a half. Like I know right now it's kind of the quiet season, but it's all going to explode. The moment we hire a coach, then the draft, then free agency, then summer league, and then training camp is three Domino weeks later. Fact. So it's going to get crazy. So I think if I'm the magic, I don't want to wait until July 15th, July 18th to hire a coach because everything's going to be so compressed. Now, that'll be the excuse for next season, why we weren't successful. Oh, you know, we didn't have time to prepare, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Get things done early. July 10th, to me, is the latest you want to have a coach in place. Like There should be no reason why you go any further than that. Have this coach there watching the, the guys work out for the draft have him ask some questions on the, the um interview process you want their, you want his feedback on what we do absolutely breaking news your land of magic ha- no i'm just kidding but you should see <laughs> your face you should see your face you fell for it just a little bit all oh, right dude. i'm done talking about coaching let's let's just wait let's be patient find out what happens let's talk a little bit about the draft um so we're gonna have a new segment where we're watching the mock drafts so we're keeping an eye on these different websites that um they have their mock drafts uh spoiler alert no one's on the same page everyone has their their own idea of who the magic would be drafting five and eight um so to review the very first one so cbs sports they have the magic selecting scotty barnes at five and mitchell at eight thumbs up or thumbs down how do you feel eh. Yeah. I'll pass on. I'll pass on that. Yeah, yeah. I I like Scotty Barnes. Um, I feel like I've been I've been uh, everyone's been sharing their opinion with me that you know Scotty Barnes is he's good. Just don't take him at five. I like Scotty Barnes. So I'm um, saying this with that particular draft right there. Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes at five. It is what it is. Again, I'm gonna have to trust the front office and say if you picked him over Kuminga, I'm, I'm gonna trust you. But Mitchell at eight. We don't need another point guard. That's yeah, why I was like, eh. Man. No, yes. we, we're overly stocked. Take that back. All right. Next one from The Athletic. This one I actually like. I like it. Jonathan Kaminga at five. Keon Johnson at eight. Athleticism, defense, length. Offense from Keon. Welcome to um, second the best Magic. Yeah, Ar- that- arguably the second best shooting guard in the draft. I could, see, Green. I could see that being a pretty accurate draft for us. If the Magic decide to keep both picks and you draft Jonathan Kaminga and Keon Johnson, that's a win. That's a solid win. 
That's not bad. All right, the ringer, Jonathan Kaminga at five, and um, Moe's brother, Frank France Wagner. Wagner. France eight. Wagner. So what I know about him is that he's not much. Frank. France Wagner. Yeah, he's not much of a uh, a shooter. That that's what I know about him, and he's very he he plays hard, high energy. I hope with the eighth pick we go offense if we keep it. So it for that reason, awesome. yeah, for that reason, I'm gonna pass on this particular mock draft. I mean, really, really, both players should be offense because we, Ideally. we like we don't have uh, Nikola Vucevic carrying that load anymore. We need somebody to be able to carry the load on offense or at least to help and support. All right, nbadraft.net, Kaminga at five, and Moody at eight. This is my favorite one by far. So really? if, we, if we walk out of the out of the uh, the draft with these two guys, I'll be excited. Number one, Kaminga can play two positions, power forward, small forward. Moody can play probably three. He can probably play shooting guard, small forward, and some power forward. Uh, a little small, but he, he can play it. Um, again, length, athleticism. Moody's a scorer. He can shoot the ball. Super athletic. I would be perfectly fine if, if that's the way things worked out um, for the Magic. What about you? Yeah, I mean, Mo- Moses Moody, he has shades of uh, Bridges and, and Morris Peterson. And so what's strange is that the Ringer has him on their mock draft being drafted 16. Wow. Really, really. No way. Really low. I don't think he falls that far back, um, but 16 is is pretty far out for, you know, a player that is really good at rebounding, his defense, perimeter shooting, uh, average 17.4 points a game, shot 37.9 from the three-point line. 16 is kind of deep. Are you, are you willing to draft Moody at eight? You obviously do, but I would yeah. rather take I would rather take my chances with Keon. I'm amazed though, because every other mock draft that I've seen, he has him top 10 for sure. So NBA draft.net has him compared to Glenn Rice and Robert Covington. Mm. So again, yeah. th- but that's very different players though, because Glenn Rice was a shooter, like one of the best ones out there. Robert yeah, I mean, Covington. Robert, Robert can shoot. He can shoot three and D, right? But I'm mm-hmm. I, I mean, if that was the best case scenario, three and D guy like him playing next to JI and, and Chuma, like can't go wrong with that, but I don't know. He, he's an intriguing prospect to me because, again, he brings a shooting, but the athleticism as well, and he can play some defense. So not a bad guy at number eight. Yeah, so th- those are the mock drafts that we've seen. We'll definitely keep an eye on it because I would imagine that, again, once the the workers, the workouts are happening, um, that people have a, a different sense of where, um, you know, who they believe that the Magic should draft. So, We'll see, man. NBA draft is going to be a, it's going to be exciting. I really still, in my heart, believe that there's no way that we're bringing home two rookies. There's no, there's no way. That would be almost impossible and a really bad idea. And think about this too. Now, not only two, but then we have the thirty third pick, which it's a valuable pick. That's almost a first, almost a first round pick. So there's no way, man. I, I really think a trade has to happen. Um, I'm playing along here, saying two names that I like out of this mock draft. But in reality, ideally, we've said this before, we trade up. And if we don't, then you have to really get creative and find a guy that fits our roster and a guy that can drop 20 points, man. And it might be, I don't know. It might be a guy like, 
I don't even know, man. I don't have any names. Porzingis comes to mind as a guy that, hey, do you take a, a wild shot at that guy and give the eighth pick with Mo Bamba and an expiring contract and just say, hey, we'll, we'll pay cheap. But it's a guy that can score 20 points a night. Yeah, what has me a little bit worried is there was there was talks that Miami is interested in trading for Colin Sexton. I don't believe that Detroit is going to end up trading their pick. No. I don't believe that Houston is going to be trading their pick. So our only shot at Jalen Green would be if we traded for the third or he ends up falling. And I don't think it's going to fall. So with that being said, you know, if, if Miami was really, really stronghold on trying to get Colin Sexton and Kevin Love from Cleveland, you know, those are those are players that Cleveland reports have been in the past that they're ready to part ways with Kevin Love. Yep. And Colin Sexton, they they so undervalue and don't appreciate that man that they really want to they really want to move on from him. But then there's also reports saying that they want to keep him. So I don't know. It's all over the place, man. Everyone's all confused. And there's reports saying this, reports saying that. They're contradicting each other. Who really knows? We'll find out soon enough. But I can tell you what, though. What if Houston goes Jalen Green? That's people have said. Could be. Actually, a lot of Rockets fans uh, I've been reading lately want Jalen Green at number two. So if that happens, it makes and me wonder. It's for so nothing. Then you don't want to trade up anymore. Like, I don't know. I really, really feel like we don't need another big guy. We just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe I could be wrong big time in this. But I just, I'm not a Mobley fan. I don't think he would be a good fit next to what we have already. But even if he's not a good fit, you still have to take the chance on him because he is, between Mobley, Cade, and Green, those are your three guys. Those are the best players in the draft. So with... Mo Bamba, you're still not sure what you have. You're still trying to figure that out. Hopefully, you're getting a lot more without Cliff in the picture. Um, you have Wendell that I really like what we saw. I really want him to be my my starting center. Injury has been a concern. How how can you pass up the opportunity of Evan Mobley? Are you willing to trade that much to go after him like do you really like him that much are you willing to trade a really big package for it who knows and that's the thing if, if the price is steep you know you got to go out there and give multiple picks expiring contracts whatever it may be to to go to number three i don't know man i, I personally feel like i'd rather keep those assets for something better later on uh, uh but then again I'm, you never I'm know you also you know i mean i i really think mo bamba and wendell carter are going to be playing for a contract this season. They're going to be battling with each other. Who will be that guy? I want them to have that opportunity in Orlando to show what they got. Now, could we kick ourselves in, in the butt in a few years saying, man, we could have gotten Mobley? Maybe. But I'm a firm believer that you wouldn't trade, you know, the fifth and the eighth to move up in that scenario. Like, you got to get creative with that trade to make that work. Um, if Jalen Green is there at three or four, go all in, man, because he he fits in. Perfectly. That's why the issue is, and why I got so upset with the lottery the way it played out. Because Cade or Jalen just they they fit in, man. They they would have been just slotted as a booth starting two in this team for years to come. So let's let's hear a little more of that. So we're going to transition into our mailbag where we're taking some of your questions and answering them. This question comes from Armin Hammer Three, uh, where he asks, 
Would trading up and drafting Jalen Green cause a potential logjam at the guard spots? There's concerns with Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, RJ Hampton, Coy Anthony, once Markel Folds is, is healthy enough. Um, do you see there being a logjam with Jalen Green if the Magic decided that, hey, we're going to give everything we can, Jalen Green falls three, we make the trade, and he's now in the Orlando Magic? Would there be a logjam? I don't think so. Um, I still expect other moves to happen before free agency. Um, I don't think we bring in Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. I just don't see that happening. Um, so I expect there to be room for a guy like Jalen Green to come in and get minutes right away. Um, RJ Hampton has proven that he can play the one, the two, maybe some three as well. Um, Cole Anthony is going to get a ton of minutes as the point guard until Markel comes back. And even then, you're going to have Markel and Cole sharing the one and two, a lot of minutes together. So in my opinion, Jalen Green has to height the athleticism to even play the three in today's NBA. So you don't have to worry about the backcourt only. I feel I feel like if you like him enough and he plays well, you can fit him in as one through three, any position that he, that he can go out there. Listen, and I'm sure that people probably won't agree with me. Who cares about a logjam? Don't worry about a logjam. We're in no position to really worry about fit, in my opinion. We need to draft the best player available. Figure that out later. Forget a logjam. Get that out of your mind. We need to be able to fill this team with enough talent. In a perfect world, sure, get the best player that fits perfectly with what we have. But we don't have that luxury. We really don't. We need to be able to get the best player available and if, it's, if that's Jalen Green, I don't care about the logjam. Let them battle it out. Let them figure that out. That's up to whoever we decide to bring in as the head coach to make it work. Make it to where it's not a logjam. Make it fit. Magic are crazy about uh, versatile players. Make it work. Exactly. Forget about the logjam. Now, let me ask you this before we go to the next question. If the Magic come out of the draft, which, by the way, we're going we're gonna to be at the party, so those listeners that are going to be there at Amway on the 29th, we'll see you guys there. But let me ask you this. If the Magic end the night, we're walking out of Amway that night, and what you know is that we just got either Scotty Barnes, Kaminga, and that's it. We traded the 8th. We traded the 33rd for future assets, let's just say. Mm. What would you think? What will go through your mind walking out of Amway that night? I believe that we will only be adding one rookie to this team, to the roster, to the actual roster. I strongly believe that. I just don't see us adding two rookies to the team. I just don't see it. I don't see it. How would you have the time? How would you be able to develop? How? How? It would be un to me, it would even be unfair to the players. It would be unfair to the players that we have be unf unfair to the players that we draft how how would you do it so the reason that i'm know. asking is because that's why i, I again we, we look at this mock drafts and we we play the game right we're looking at five and eight we play the game but that's where the log jam situation i don't think happens because you're not going to bring in like i said earlier three solid prospects i really think the magic will do their best to trade the fifth the 33rd and maybe denver's 25th pick i don't know they'll get creative with what assets they can give up to either get a scorer or draft a guy like Jalen Green with or Mobley with the third or second pick. So that's why I'm thinking things are going to change a lot between now and the draft. Um, and I really don't expect there to be log jams. I think they're going to figure it out via trade. They're going to figure it out 
by not bringing in so many rookies. And I think the same way you do. I do not see us bringing in two rookies next year. There's just no, no way to develop so many young guys all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the young guys that we have on the roster, really good players that have really high ceilings, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. This next one comes from Nikki Meister. Really hope I said that right. Um, where he asks Scotty Barnes or Jonathan Kaminga. And I feel like we've had this debate. Yes. A lot. Like a lot. Have so, and just to kind of put it in perspective, you've we've already had the conversation where you've decided Jonathan Kaminga. I've kind of been on the fence for um with Kaminga and and kind of going leaning towards Scotty Barnes. A lot of talks of Scotty Barnes making it into that top five. Are you still for Kaminga or would you be open to Scotty Barnes? Who would be the best player? Not the best fit, the best player. So I see them as 1A, 1B. Uh, right now at this moment, I see 1A being Kaminga still, 1B being Scotty Barnes. We we did the videos. We, we did the reactions, the highlight reactions. We, we posted them on YouTube. So if you haven't seen those, check out our YouTube channel and, and see our thoughts on the players. Um, Again, Barnes, that you can't deny the aggressiveness, the passion that he has. And somebody on Twitter said it, like, imagine him and Cole Anthony playing together at the same time. Like, man, wow. incredible. And add Isaac to the mix, another guy that plays really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see the potential fit. But if we take away the Orlando Magic, we used to talk about just the players by themselves. I still feel like Kaminga has a slight edge. Slightly better shooter, I feel. Um, a bit taller based on what we've heard for heights we haven't gotten confirmation on that yet but he's a little bit taller um and both have nba ready bodies so they're very close they really really are they're very close as to who they can be as players but i think kaminga would be a slightly better prospect years from now i think the more videos that i watch the more research that i do it's literally my mind changes by the day mm-hmm. if i watch a scotty barnes video i'm all for scotty barnes then watch a Jonathan Kaminga video. John, Jonathan Kaminga is that guy. <laughs> um, it, it's I keep going back and forth. They both have their their strengths. I think personally that Scotty Barnes um, may not won't be the route. It, as much as I think that he is a really good prospect, I think the the shooting deficiency is going to be a major major issue. And why add that to that to a team where you know we we have those obstacles already. Jonathan Kaminga, uh, really, really young, uh, average, what, 15, 16 points a game as an 18-year-old against, you know, big bodies, big boys, professionals. Um, so, you know, you you honestly, I don't want to say that you can go wrong either or. I just, me personally, I'd rather neither trade up. That's not the case. Then, sure, go Kaminga, go Keon Johnson. So, so oh wait, timeout. So you you changed that. Some Tuesday you told me, man, like yeah, because I before we <laughs> did our podcast, I watched a Jonathan Kaminga highlight reel. It, it changes. <laughs> it changes. What's going to end up happening is the minute that we get done with this podcast, I'm going to go and watch a Scotty Barnes uh, highlight reel, and then I'm all about Scotty Barnes. It it changes. <laughs> it it flip flops, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. So uh, this last question comes from Brady Allen two one three. Um, who has point guard of the future? Rank them, Markel, 
Cole, RJ. In what order? One, two, three. Who would you put? I think I'm excited that, that he asked it. Mark yeah, Hill. right? Cole, Mark, Mark Hill, RJ. Cole, RJ. Um, I don't see. I, I get that RJ could play point guard. I don't see him playing point guard for us at all. Um, nah. You already have Marco. You already have Cole Anthony. There's no space for you like to play point guard. Um, uh, the front office is already Jeff Weltman has already said that you know he he even sees RJ Hampton playing a little of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's six foot five. He can play the three. He can play the two. I would put in that in that exact order: Markel, Cole, and RJ. This is listen. This is Markel's team, and and Jonathan Isaac. You know if if he's healthy enough to to really come back and stay healthy. But this is this is his team. If you don't put Markel first, then something's wrong with you. You're not watching. 100%. I mean, I know he for the moment he lost his job because of injuries, but that doesn't mean, man, that he didn't show enough nah. while he was playing. And mind you, again, we said it a couple of weeks ago, he's working on the shoulder. He's working on the shooting form while mm-hmm. they need rehabs. So we may see a much better Markel once he comes back. Imagine a whole year to get that shoulder better, that shooting form more improved. I'm excited, man. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for to, to watch and see what he looks like. Yeah. All right, Al. Let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Make the right hire, man. Just make the right hire. I really believe that before our next episode, we may have to do an emergency episode, by the way, between now and Thursday, if we hire somebody. But make me do that emergency podcast. I, I, we, we need to. Uh, I don't want to wait, but I also want it to be the right hire. And I really, really, really hope it's either Kenny or Becky Hammond. I, I Again, I just, I don't know. Everybody else on that list would not excite me as a Magic fan to go to games and, oh man, can't wait to see what that coach can do. I just wouldn't. Kenny Atkinson, he's already shown me what we, what he can do to a team that's developing and, and, and trying to get better in the NBA. That's what we need. So I really hope all these reports are wrong and that they're just doing a great job of keeping things down low like the Magic do and they surprise us and make the right hire. Yeah, make a hire before I go on vacation. Go on vacation on Thursday. I need it. Monday through Wednesday. No late. I need it within that time span. But you know what, though? It may work out. Imagine we hire some random guy and you're having a blast in VR. Where, where are you going to be? It may work out. You may be all drunk. I need, and I need, to, be able to, I need to be able to <laughs> vent like to you specifically. Like I need to be able to, to scream out my frustrations. And I honestly feel like that that would be the most Orlando magic thing to do. Do the opposite of what we want. It's what always happens. Yeah. All right. On that note, please, please, please do yourself a favor. Go check us out on OrlandoMagicHQ.com. Read the articles. And also, if you have some additional time, uh, additional time, go check us out on our YouTube channel, The Ozone Podcast. And that's a wrap. Till next week. Thank you for listening to The Ozone Podcast, the voice of magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.